to the Warner Brothers Podcast. This is Keenan, joined by my brother Kyle, as always. We've had Himothy here in the past. He's joining us. Old guest friend of the show, Mr. Camden Married Man Dennis, is in the building as well. How are all three of you guys doing? I'm great. I'm wonderful. I can't wait to do the show. Uh, this pod, I should say. We were supposed to start like about 40 minutes ago, but I wouldn't be me if I wasn't late, so I held shit up. So I'm interested to see how this goes, but glad to have Tim here. Glad to have Camden once again with us. Uh, should be a fun time. I'm super excited to be back. Uh, always love being on the podcast. So it's been a blast. It's been a while. Coming on a hiatus and whatnot, but super pumped to be here with my boys. And also Tim being here too. Pumped. Yeah, and I think last you were here, you were telling us about uh, like how deep you would go into like if you had a sugar mama. I think that's the last time you were here. <laughs> <laughs> I do remember that. Yep, I think that was the last one we did. Yeah, it was. That was definitely the last one we did, and then, uh, yeah. So long. The sugar mama thing happens to be a little bit off the board now for some odd reason. I don't know why though. Yep. Um, so I. Is it ever? <laughs> so I want to just say one thing real quick. I need to get an opinion. So we have a fourth person here. It's Camden. Um, obviously the Super Bowls tomorrow. We're going to be talking about that. But Camden, I just wanted to know if Kyle's in our league. You happy with it? You fine if we go 12-man, add Shannon and Kyle? Shannon and Kyle? Yeah. Um, talking about this with Tim, I think that it'll make the draft, like, in any way possible, way harder because it's going up two picks each round. That's going to make our fifth round look like a six-round pick. Yeah. Towards the end, it's going to get tough. But I'm super excited about that. I think it's time to add something new like that to our league. It'll be super fun. You know, I love Kyle. Shannon's been a blast to hang out with. I'd be happy with it. I'd be happy with it. Okay. I just wanted to get that on the record while we had him here. So that is – and, and obviously Austin <laughs> said he would be perfectly fine with it. I was playing Madden with him. So that's uh, about that's about 44% of our league right there. That's fine with that, Kyle. So Yeah. Oh, and Shannon's grandfathered in, so, I mean, you know. It would, yep. like she like she doesn't say Shannon will be in the league if we do have he's already done more for the league than yep. Curtis Bowen and Curtis Bowen was in our league for a couple of years so <laughs> <laughs> so uh. so I just wanted to get that out but for the reason why we're here obviously is the Super Bowls tomorrow we've got Kansas City fourteen and three technically sixteen and three against the Eagles who are now fourteen and three now sixteen and three. It's going to be a great game. I'm excited for it. What do you guys have? Who wants to start off prediction-wise? Anything that they have with the game? Just open floor. Open floor predictions. Wow. No, I'm um, just saying open floor. Who wants to speak on whatever they want to speak on? The, the floor is yours. Let's, Camden, let's hear from you, Cam. So going into the Super Bowl, I really didn't think either of these teams would be in there. Um, my prediction of the conference games were actually I thought the Bengals were going to win. And um, I'm a big Burrow fan. I really thought that they were going to pull out the win. And on the other side, I thought the Niners had the better um, just chance of winning and pulling it out. And just things happened and they weren't there. But with all that in mind, um, 
I really do think that Mahomes is just like a mythical creature. He can do whatever he wants on the field. He's the best player on the field that ever he gets there. Uh, my prediction is that it's a shootout for sure because both offenses are going to really go for it and the Eagles are loaded. But I think that the Chiefs pull out the win in the end for me. That's my prediction. I don't want to get into scores or anything yet, but unless we are. But, yeah. I mean, you might as well give us your score if you gave us your sure. prediction. Yeah, so um, I'm thinking that our scores will be somewhere between the 35 to, tough to say, 30, 32 area, somewhere there. Um, Yeah, let's actually go this. 35 Chiefs, 28 um, Eagles. Um, That's my prediction. I think it's going to be close first two, three quarters, but I really do think that it'll be one of the ones where Mahomes has a lead with five minutes left, and it's it's kind of the game. So, I'm really excited about the game, though, for sure. I agree. I think it's going to be a great game. Uh, I did not expect to jump into predictions as quick, but hey, I mean, if that's, that's the vibe we're going with here, that's what we're going with. Uh, so, Tim, let's hear from you. What's your prediction? Um, I, I, I think this is going to be a really good game. Uh, I don't think a lot of people, I mean, not very often on Super Bowls, we get two one seeds to go to the Super Bowl. So I think we do have two of like the best rosters in the game playing. So I think this is going to be a great Super Bowl. Um, I don't think it's going to be quite as exciting as like the Eagles Patriots Super Bowl was. Um, but I think it will come down to like one score and it'll all be on the line. Each team will have the chance to win it. Um, but I, I still like the Eagles. I think their roster is a little bit more complete. Um, obviously, I would give the Chiefs definitely the the veteran presence. I feel like they got a lot of guys on this roster that have been here before multiple times. They know what they're doing, uh, whereas the Eagles only have a handful of people that have been in the Super Bowl. So I think uh, I think it'll be a great game, but I do have the Eagles squeaking it out. Um, I don't think it's going to be quite as high scoring as Camden thinks, but I think it'll be definitely mid to high 20s for both teams. Uh, so I'm probably going to go about, uh, I'll give the Eagles 27. I'll give the Chiefs 20, 23, 27, 23. Eagles won that. Okay. So similar scores, uh, you know, Camden's got a little more explosive. Um, I got to say, yeah, this is a great matchup. And I've gone back and forth all week about or really all last two weeks about like what I think the outcome is going to be. Um, I see a world where it's like either of what Tim and Camden said, right? Where it's a close game, whether it's in the 20s, whether it ekes into the 30s. I do think both of those are like the most likely outcome. However, I do think this has potential to be much like the, uh, the Broncos versus the Seahawks where that looked like a great game, like offense versus defense. That's kind of what this is in a way, even though the Eagles are much more complete, probably the most complete team, them and the Niners, in the entire NFL. Uh, the Eagles have no holes, right? And their defensive line is historic. Uh, they can get to the quarterback literally like no other. And you add Mahomes' bad ankle to that, that could be a recipe for disaster. I think that extra week off for Mahomes will, you know, prove to be a blessing, as it should be. 
Uh, but there is a world, not only I mentioned the Broncos Seahawks, it also could be much like a few years ago when it was a Buccaneers Chiefs, uh, where, you know, the Bucks were getting to Mahomes at will. The difference there is the Chiefs had a bunch of third string offensive linemen. Uh, their, their line's not nearly as bad as it was then, but it's not nearly what the Eagles is either. You know, the Eagles got the best line in the league. Uh, so really, my pick depends on how well the Chiefs can block, how quickly Mahomes can get the ball out. Uh, my heart, or sorry, my head says that the Eagles win this game probably six times out of ten, right? And probably should win them all. But much like Cam, I'm rolling with Mahomes. Uh, it's going to sound a little bit like Keenan. I just got this feeling that they're going to pull it out. You know what I mean? I, I don't take lightly that Mahomes and Andy Reid have been to the Super Bowl two times. And there is a rhythm to the Super Bowl, especially with the halftime show, you know? Mm. Yeah, her set's going to be about 13 minutes long. You add, what, seven minutes on each side of that for, you know. Commercials are longer. TV timeouts are a little longer. So, like, yeah. you're, you're talking about a half hour break, most likely. And the Eagles still do have some holdovers from that uh that 2017 Super Bowl squad. But a lot of the Chiefs have been there. I think I don't want to say they're built for it more because, I mean, if anybody's built for it, it's the Eagles. But there is a such thing as, you know, being used to that stage. There really is. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that you know, advantage. Everybody get your shots up here. That proved to be an advantage for the Patriots all those years. Uh, and I think it will be an advantage for Mahomes and Andy Reid. Uh, you know, if Andy Reid sticks, he Andy Reid has a tendency to go away from the run if it's successful for him. Who knows if they could even run the ball well against the Eagles. And look, if the Eagles, once again, the, the Eagles, if they, they're bleeding the clock and letting Mahomes, not letting Mahomes get on the field, excuse me, which will be the recipe. They're going to try to bleed the clock, you know, get six, seven yards carry here, make everything easy for Jalen Hurts. And it's going to be a tough night for the Chiefs. But I do think it's going to be a close game. And I do think the Chiefs come out on top. And I think, what did you say, 27-23 Eagles? I got 27-24 Chiefs. So that's what I 24, but. I lean back 23. Okay, okay. But, yeah, that's my final score. I think it's going to be an outstanding game. I really do. Uh, I, you know, like I said, the Chiefs do have their holds on this team. It's not a perfect team. Uh, I truly thought the teams we had in the NFC Championship were the two best teams in the entire NFL. Uh, but, yeah, they got to keep Mahomes protected. Otherwise, you know, that ankle could re-aggravate, and that would be a recipe for a shitty Super Bowl. So that's my prediction. That's my score. And I'm ready for it all, though. I'm ready for it. So you got two Chiefs and one Eagles. I think you can just write that there's three Chiefs and one Eagles, I think. Right, uh, Keenan? Um, I mean, I don't know yet. I'm still actually making this up in my head as we go uh, on. Add one more thing, though. Yeah. I do. If the Eagles do win, I won't mind that at all. I kind of hope they do just because I want to see Philly go apeshit. Like, Philly will celebrate like no other city. A wild, yeah. Yep. 
They tore down the last Super Bowl. Uh, <laughs> one of my distinct memories of the last time they won was some random fan during this, you know, bonanza, during this melee of tearing up Broad Street. One of these fans ate horse shit. I don't know, <laughs> I don't know how he got there. I don't know where he found a horse, like what a horse is doing downtown Philly or what, but this dude ate horse shit. That's insane. Uh, I can tell you there's crazy people everywhere. I don't think you're going to see many fans eating shit right after their horse shit specifically after their football team just won it all. You know, I don't think you're going to find that many places other than Philly. Uh, So I kind of hope they do win just so we can see them just set that city literally on fire. So, Mm -hmm. but yeah, no, either way, we're good. We got two of the most rabid fan bases. Eagles probably definitely take the cake for that. So part of me does want to see the Eagles win just for that. But, uh, you know, Chiefs do got light-skinned delegation, Vice President Patrick Mahomes there. So, you know, kind of rooting for that too. But, nah, either way, we're going to get a good ending. And once again, yeah, part of me does wish Philly wins just for that reason. I think the Chiefs have a couple ways they need to what they need to do to win this game. Um, the one thing that the 49ers were able to do a little bit, obviously they have Christian McCaffrey, but they were able to run against a team that pressures and gets as much pressure on the quarterback as the Eagles do. You have to use you have to run inside and outside the tackles to make sure those ends can't just pin their ears back and go. So I think that Isaiah Pacheco not that I think he's going to be on Super Bowl MVP watch, but I do think that he's got to have to play a pretty big role in this game if they do pull out a win. I think Andy knows that. Andy's been in this game three times now. Obviously, he's one and two so far. They know what they're doing. Mahomes knows what he's doing, but the Eagles have been, I was going to say, the Eagles have defensive players for sure who have been there. They understand the moment. They have veteran guys there. If you were going to have a first-time team to go there, the Eagles are kind of built as you'd want them to be. They don't have to stretch the field. They can win in multiple ways, but defense, offense, running the ball, but they also can throw. So they are kind of the perfect, well-built team. Before the season, I remember talking with Kyle, and I was like, I think the Eagles, the Eagles are a year away from being the Super Bowl Super Bowl contender. I thought they would compete, but I didn't think they would go to the Super Bowl. And then halfway through the year when they were looking as they like the buzz saw they were, it was like, okay, this isn't even supposed to be their year. To me, at least coming into the season, it wasn't. And they're still there. Obviously, take every opportunity that you can get because you never know what's going to happen. But this would definitely be a great opportunity for the Eagles. Tim, you are right because I'm sticking with my preseason prediction of the Chiefs winning it all. <laughs> because why would I shy away from my preseason prediction? Um, I've got the, what things change, things change, things do change. And, but one thing that doesn't change and hasn't changed is that Mahomes is the best QB in the league. And, uh, this, this really feels just like, this feels like a Mahomes moment for me. I don't, something about this. He's played two Super Bowl games. He's played decent. The second one, he didn't really play great, but also at the same time, he wasn't almost allowed to play great because of the fact of what the team... Mm-hmm. Like, th- there was no way he was going to... 
play well there in that game. So he, much going on. He, he played, did play. Yeah, you know, he played as mm-hmm. atrocious. Yes, he played as well as you possibly can play with atrocious yeah. nuts. So, but like exactly. statistically, doesn't look great. And the second game, and no, sorry, in the first game against the 49ers that they won, he didn't play. Sp- Spectacular. He made spectacular plays in the fourth, which is what greats do. They overcome their mistakes. But he did throw a pick late third. I think he threw a pick early fourth. They were up 20-10. to 10. It took Jimmy G going 3-11, of 11, missing Emmanuel Sanders, throwing a pick himself for them to get back in that game. I think this is a Mahomes moment that we remember. Mm-hmm. I'm, feeling, I'm feeling a game-winning touchdown drive with one with a play that we remember like one of those like oh Eli to Manningham or Big Ben to Santonio Holmes I'm thinking a Patrick Mahomes to not even Kelsey like a Patrick Mahomes to Valdez Scantling I'm thinking I think it's going to be there's going to be a legendary play made by Mahomes to win this game and I have the Chiefs winning this game 30 to 28 I do have some pushback here. Not pushback as much as his devil's advocate. Uh, because, again, I mean, Philly's favored by one and a half, mm-hmm. as they should be. I almost feel like it should be a three-point line. Like, I I do think Philly's, like, clearly better than KC, you know? But KC's obviously got a good enough offense. And, of course, Mahomes, uh, which is why this line is one and a half in Philly's favor, not threes because of Mahomes. Um, and I think the line even opened up at two and a half for uh, for KC. It did. But I be- so Mahomes won MVP the other night. Yeah, I believe MVPs. I, I don't know if it's lifetime or this is just the last eight. It could be lifetime. Mm-hmm. But I think QBs are zero and eight in years they are in the Super Bowl the same year they win the MVP. The last one That's to not- do the last one to win was Kurt Warner in 99 and then before that I believe it was uh Favre or Terrell Davis, but it's been hasn't been in the 2000s. So it's been the last eight then. So that's kind of a bad omen. Um again, this Philly pass rush like really worries me. The ball control aspect of it worries me on the KC side. Um you know, there were so many years where Again, not to bring up the Patriots of New England, but there were so many years where the Patriots were in this exact situation where they might have had a really good team, an elite team, but they might not have had the most complete team, right? And, you know, your counter to that would be Bill Belichick and his elite clock management and then Tom Brady and what Tom Brady does, you know? Andy Reid, one of his biggest foes of his whole career has been clock management. So there is a world here where they just kind of screw themselves out of this you know i think we can talk ourselves into mahomes because he is such a great quarterback but really outside of brady and montana you know quarterbacks who get there multiple times it's really 50 50 for them you know and for all we know the chiefs might never get back which is another reason why i'm kind of picking the chiefs is because you just never know when your window might close i mean we anticipate they'll get back but we never really know what's going to happen um so I don't know. I'm hoping, and I, again, I think, as I said, I, I absolutely think this is going to be a great game. But man, there is a world here where Philly can open it up by two touchdowns just by how well they control the game. Mm-hmm. I would say though, Philly on the other side of that, Mahomes is far in away the best quarterback they faced this season. Uh, Philly had the easiest strength of schedule by DVOA, like 
the easiest number one. And I don't think I think the best quarterback they played this year was Dak. Yeah. Uh, so I don't know. It was kind of what I was saying last time they played the 49ers in the NFC Championship game that, you know, that was going to be their first true test. And of course, you know, Purdy gets injured on his like his first drop back. So this now feels like their first true test. Their first and, and only they... test, really, if we're going on. Yeah, really. And, uh, you know, I believe I had Philly in my NFC Championship game just because I had them as my one seed, just four piling up wins. You had them 13 and four. I can check right now, but you had them 13 and four, and you had them. I can't remember if you had them in losing in the divisional or the NFC Championship game, but regardless. <laughs> The championship game to the Rams of all fucking teams. I know you had but, the Rams going, but I don't know. But we can check that. You're good. Go on. Yeah, I got it right here. I'll look. I'll look. But yeah, all that to say that you know Philly just their schedule's been cake, like the definition of it. And even you know they got lucky in the NFC Championship game, and I can't even say they got lucky because I mean they took Purdy out. You Fortunate. I mean? They did. They did what they're supposed to do. Uh, so. Yeah, I don't know. There's a million different angles to this game, which is why it's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, tons of different. I mean, you, that's the thing. You never know who was it in the Patriots Seahawks Super Bowl that just fucking lit it up in the first half of the Seahawks. It wasn't Ricardo. Was it Ricardo Lockett? No. It was someone random. Um, someone random. Um, let me. I know exactly who you're talking about. Let me go look at this because it's going to upset me if I don't remember the name, but you keep going. And then, like, Seahawks-Broncos that year, Percy yep. Harvey didn't play damn near the whole year and lit it up in the Super Bowl. Malcolm yeah. Smith won MVP of that game. Yeah, and you just never know who's going to, you know, bring it or who they're going to target. Uh, you know, the Super Bowl often brings out, you know, a minuscule guy on the roster who ends up having a big part just because he's not on the other team's radar. So, yeah, there's so much unpredictability, yet so much – elites on the field at the same time it's great yes uh timmy oh wait actually it might have been real cardo locker kyle actually but uh go on timmy cam if you have anything right now well i didn't i didn't say anything but i will say things um (laughs) kyle had touched on kind of like a bad omen for the chiefs there's actually a few bad omens for the chiefs in this game um i brought up last time that or actually, I think it was a few episodes ago at this point, that uh, a team has never won the Super Bowl if a quarterback takes up more than 12.5% of their salary cap. Yeah. Uh, this is one of those teams. I think Mahomes takes up the most by any quarterback because he's obviously like the highest-paid quarterback. But um, there was also the Rocky Balboa statue. Somebody put the Chiefs jersey on it, and the last oh. like eight years in a row, whoever got the jersey, they always lose. So... It's, there's a few bad omens in this game. That's why I'm leaning the Eagles. I think history repeats itself. Here we are. He's going to have to break break some omens to win this game. Um, it was not yeah. Ricardo Lockett had three catches for 59 yards. It was Chris Matthews who had four catches for 109 yards and a touchdown in that game. That he broke his arm. Chris Matthews. Yep. Blast. That was, that was still the greatest game of my entire life. Just to follow up, I did have Eagles in that <laughs> the Rams and I had the Chiefs winning it all which I flipped on before the postseason but Cam what's up yeah um it's so interesting because like we've all said the Eagles have 
I would say eight, if not seven, of the best players out of ten on the field. The only two of the Chiefs have are um, Mahomes and Kelsey. And then Chris but, Jones will be in that top ten, but go on. In my opinion. Sure, sure. You can argue. You can argue. I think he's arguably in there, sure. Yeah. Um, and I really do think this is that, like Keenan was saying, a moment where Mahomes – it just almost feels like he has to shine with the adversity that he's going through with his ankle thing. Um, going down Tyree Kill, just the story is so cool for the Mahomes to get a second Super Bowl. But on the flip side, you know, I I think that, um, like Kyle was saying, I'm happy with either team winning because I think the story of Jalen Hurts of from college to being in Alabama to going to Oklahoma to – where he got drafted to and being doubted the whole time is just such a cool story. And even I was a doubter when AJ Brown got traded to the Eagles and going like, why would AJ Brown even want to go play with a running quarterback like Jalen Hurts? This is so weird, but like, like they just really all mesh together. The running game's unreal. And what I'm worried about for the chiefs in this situation is the defense they're going up against that front line is unreal. And the Chiefs are not a running team right now. Um, I don't know what Pacheco looks like as a runner in this game. I think that um, the Chiefs are going to have to be running as a time management thing, but I think they're scoring through the air almost every time is what their goal is going to be. And um, I just really do think that Andy Reid's experience, I think that Mahomes' experience in the spotlight will – show precedent in this whole story so i'm really excited for this game um i'm really excited for mahomes to continue his legacy like our guy colin coward said he's going out there and saying that mahomes is already the goat i don't know if i could go that far but he's good (laughs) he's a really yeah no i'm not going that far he's not um let him breathe let him be more than five years in the league before we can say those kind of things. He is on the exact trajectory you would need to be to be that. But no, (laughs) let's just, we can calm down with all that. Yeah. I will say this. I've become more of a fan over the years of Andy Reid. Not that I was not a fan of his before, but as a coach, I've become more of a fan. Like once I've learned his personality more, you know, Uh, I don't know if y'all saw this. I can't remember if it was like, after they won the division title or if it was after the Jaguars game in the divisional round, but it was in recent weeks they won and they gifted him. Oh, it might've been after Christmas, like the Christmas Eve game. And they had a box wrapped up. It was a Nike shoe box and he opened it and it was a cheeseburger. My kind of guy. (laughs) Well, I think it's because he said, he said last in an interview that he was really like excited to eat food. I think it was after their first Super Bowl or something along those after lines. First Super Bowl with Mahomes, he was like, "I'm gonna go eat a cheeseburger to celebrate." Yeah, Mahomes. yes, that's that was it. And so I think they played on that, which is even more hilarious. But yeah, the fact that he said that after a Super Bowl was like, yeah, <laughs> it's like, oh, that's great. I love Andy. Yeah, whichever. I mean, my my kind of guy, my kind of gift right there, cheeseburger. I'd be happy if anybody gifted me a cheeseburger. Mm. Uh, so yeah, I can relate to that. Uh, Cam also Cam's rooting for Mahomes probably due to the light skin delegation too. Cam's part of that, Got it, bro. <laughs> yeah, no, this is gonna be an incredible game. Question for everybody here though. Yeah, uh, sounds like all of us 
maybe aside from Tim, I'm sure Tim has Mahomes playing a pretty good game. Uh, but I think me, Keenan, and Camden all have Mahomes having a big game if the Chiefs were to win. So taking Mahomes out of that, who do y'all think has the best game on either side? Could be whether it's the Chiefs or the Eagles. Who do you think we run away from this game like, damn, such and such had a big game today? Again, aside from Mahomes, could be Jalen Hurts, could be Kelsey, uh, could be Pacheco. What do y'all think? A.J. Brown, whoever. I think, I think Kelsey's the lock. Like, I think Kelsey's a many-time touchdown score lock. I don't know what the line is on that, but I think he is going to get a touchdown. Yeah. It, mu- it must think- be minus. There's no way it's plus. I, exactly. it, it must There's be no in the minus. It's probably minus, like, 200. It's It's definitely up there, but... Which is uh, crazy for like a thing like that. Exactly. Like usually, anytime touchdowns are a plus, but yeah, uh, unless you're a quarterback and it's a passing touchdown. But either way, I think he's going to be very involved. I think Patrick's obviously going to have a good game. Like Patrick could have a very, very good game and still score twenty four points, twenty three points as a team. So um, I'm not saying like Patrick isn't going to have a great game. He could even have a big game. You know, he could throw for four hundred and two touchdowns. That's still a really big game, and they just you know, but. Um, so I'd say Kelsey is definitely a lock for, for me for doing well. I think AJ Brown and Devonta Smith are both going to shine in this game. Um, and they're going to show you that it's like impossible to cover two ones. Um, people be forget that Devonta Smith's a Heisman winner. He's got crispy route running. You can't, you can't throw your second best corner on him, especially for the chiefs. They don't have a second best corner. They got one decent corner. Yeah. Um, no, sorry, Cam, you go on? Or Kyle? Oh, no, I was agreeing with uh, what Tim said as far as secondary not being the greatest. Um, and then, you know, to add what he said about Travis Kelsey, I mean, if the Eagles take Kelsey away, which their defense is talented enough to do, it's going to be a crazy long night. For Mahomes and the Chiefs. Uh, I mean, obviously Mahomes is good enough. Andy Reid's a good enough schemer. And Eric, Eric, uh, what is it, Biemi? Biemi. Biemi. Yeah. Uh, you know, overlooked as an offensive coordinator. Honestly, like he should already have a head coaching job, in my opinion. Well, that's a, that's a that's another conversation for another day. If we're talking why yeah. he shouldn't, but yeah, go on. He, he should have been had one, but you know they're obviously gonna have enough to scheme up something else but i mean i think camden said it in order for the chiefs to win kelsey's got to have a big game uh, i mean obviously mahomes but you know if kelsey doesn't have a pretty good game it's hard to see the chiefs winning uh, so i really want to see what their counter is to that but uh throwing it back to y'all like who's who else is in this big game category for you guys is it someone unknown is it a star what you got um so i've got a couple Personally, uh, one I think is I think that could have a big game would be Darius Slay. Um, he might see a little bit of time on Travis Kelsey, knowing he's their best coverage guy. Um, obviously, Kelsey's big, and so he's a tight end. But Darius Slay is someone who, if the Eagles are going to win, is going to need to have a big game along with Brandon Graham in that line. Um, but I also think that these playoffs have felt like a Chris Jones like not coming out party, but like validation party. 
And I only say that because he had played 14 games prior to the Bengals game and never had a sack. And I think he was, other than Mahomes, the most pivotal reason why they won that game. He was, obviously Frank Clark got pressure, but most of the time he got pressure because of Chris Jones. Uh, Chris Jones had, I think, two and a half sacks. He was all over. He was a menace defensively. And I think, again, especially with especially with running quarterbacks and any really quarterback, if you get pressure right in their face, you hem them in and get pressure right in their face, that's going to be the most important thing to stymie them, and Chris Jones is going to be that guy. So I would have, on the defensive side of the ball, Darius Slay on one end, and I'd have Chris Jones on the other for if you're talking Chiefs and Eagles. And for me, um, obviously, I'm really big on Mahomes this game. And um, I really do think that there is going to be a situation where it could go to Kelsey. I think Kelsey's, even if he's covered, is getting thrown to over 10 times this game, which could be really, really huge. Now, on the flip side, I do think that in this game, surprisingly enough, the person that I think for the Eagles that's going to play a great game is Kenneth Gainwell. Well, I think he's going to have a really good game. He's going to be the guy that, like, not expected to be there, but he might get two touchdowns. I think he's going to get lots of looks in terms of receptions as well, and um, he might not – he just might slip under the – Defensive, like, oh, we're not going to focus on this guy with all the firepower that's on that team. So I think he has a chance of surprising some people as well. I actually really like that. I like that. It's either him or Boston Scott. They always do it. Yep. I, I could I could see it being Gainwell, honestly. And the reason why I could see it being Gainwell is just because he gives more of a receiving option. And mm-hmm. so I think that you can get – you can get more RPOs with him. You can get a little screen – you can get some screens going with him. I think it could be Kenneth Gainwell. That was actually one of the people I was looking at for FanDuel. So that's one of the cheap guys that you could get there. So I like that a lot, Camden. I do want to say I want to give credit to the Chiefs DC and Steve Spagnola. Uh, he did a great job calling the Bengals game. Yeah. I think defense showed up a lot better than most anticipated. I think a lot of people had that probably in the higher 20s than what it actually ended up being. Um. So I want to give credit there. I agree. I think Boston Scott could play a role in this game. I mean, he kind of he kind of goes in and out as far as the Eagles, depending on the game. But he always seems to have some sort of factor on these type of games. You know what I mean? I mean, as Tim knows, he's a giant killer, you know. So uh, and I think even in the Eagles previous Super Bowl win, he played a pretty big role. So, yeah, I could definitely see him in some touches. I think Miles Sanders has a big game. I mean, he's big, been a big part of their fans anyway he's had a pretty good playoff run so far and uh you know if if it goes true to form the way they want it to where it's Mahomes isn't on the field and we're getting a lot of read option from Hertz and Miles Sanders that I think he could have a buck 20 on him at least and a touchdown or two so yeah um Timmy I just wanted to say one thing to you uh what we were talking about about Travis Kelsey Actually, so on sport on a fan duel for their sports book, Travis Kelsey's minus one fifteen for an anytime touchdown score. Jalen Hurts is uh, minus one hundred five. So they're saying it's more likely Travis Kelsey gets one yeah, than, than Jalen Hurts. 
That is wild. that is absolutely crazy. Like I mean, Miles Sanders plus one thirty, AJ Brown plus one thirty five, Pacheco plus one fifty, Devonte Smith plus seven one seventy five. But for it'd be, like, it'd be Kelsey's like, yeah, just yeah. give him a touchdown before the game even starts. <laughs> I think that'd be reverse. If Hurts is one five, then that means they have Hurts higher than Kelsey, which makes sense. But no, because like when you keep going, mine like if it minus one hundred, like minus two twenty is better than minus like 110 so minus it's 105 money. is going to be less than minus 115 you would have to bet more money to get less money because yeah. yeah 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 you guys got it um, I mean, you could, if you guys want to, if you want to double down on that, if you wanted to, you could go first touchdown score, Travis Kelsey. He's plus, that's plus six fifty, and then the minus, and then anytime score, you could definitely get a little, you get a little parlay there. Probably wouldn't be bad. I think Sanders gets the first score. Sanders or Dallas Goddard, I can see that too. Ah, uh, it'll be Jalen Hurts. He's gonna take it. That too. That could that could easily happen. Especially if they do their uh, their rugby scrum from like the if two on the yard line, I can squat six hundred pounds. Jalen Hurts pushing it in. Yeah. Pause. Let me ask y'all this: So we got Rihanna as a halftime show. Last year at this time, it was just me and Keenan doing the show, and we did predictions for the halftime show as far as like who the guest would be. Uh, so I want to throw that out there, Tim. I know you're not as big on music as us three. But I want to throw it to y'all, and it doesn't even have to be a guest prediction. It can just be whatever your prediction is for the halftime show. I'm going to give a guest prediction, but I want to throw it to the floor here. Give me, whether it's a guest prediction, whether it's whatever, give me some sort of prediction for the halftime show. Yeah, thumbs up real quick. Go ahead. So, song Rihanna opens with. Is it gonna be the rah rah mama or wait 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 what? She's opening with Lady Gaga's Bad Romance. Sorry, uh, what's there's two songs. What is she opening up with, Campton? Yo, Campton had man too. Like he was definitely listening to to Lady Gaga. I watch her, I watch her disease. What is the? There's two songs she has. She has. Two songs like there's no words at the beginning of them. The bum bum beat bum 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 bum. And there's another one. That's to Serbia, right? That one's to yeah. Serbia. Um, I might be wrong on this. I think you might be. So you're just thinking she starts with the Serbia, I'm going to assume. Yep, that's my best. That's my guess. <laughs> if she starts off with bad romance, I'm literally going to. I'll turn off the TV. I'll turn off the TV. Yes. Off the top is Lady Gaga. Oh man! <laughs> yeah, that Lady Gaga. Back to the Super Bowl. Hey stage. yo! Scared, scared. <laughs> <laughs> All right, who? Okay, so, uh, Timmy and Camden, who do you guys have as their first guest? I do not have a guest for the guests, to be honest. Um, I don't know like any connections or anything like that. If there are any between Rihanna and anybody else, if that is like what determines who the guest is or if they just think it's somebody who'll make it like entertaining. Um, I feel like it's gotta be somebody that they've like done music together with. And I don't know off the top of my head, like them, anybody that she does music with like commonly. So I don't know, but 
you guys should have good guesses, I'd say. Um, so Camden, do you have one, or do you want me to go? You go first. I'm trying to think. So it's I went. Tricky. So I went through Rihanna's catalog actually because I knew. As I talked to Kyle a little bit, I knew he was going to ask this, and obviously we've asked this. I've, we've done it before. I don't know if she brings out anyone. To be completely honest, mm. the weekend didn't. I don't think he brought out anyone when he did it. Like, because if you go through, like, out of Rihanna's actually, like, popular songs, it's pretty much, for the most part, Drake, Jay-Z, Future, Kanye West, T.I., and then she has, like, some that she's featured on, but, like, those are pretty much most of the artists from her top features. The only one I would think she could bring out would be Aubrey. So if I had to take a guess, it would be Aubrey, but I might honestly put money down on she doesn't bring out anyone. I'll follow up. I was going to go last, but as you were saying that, I was kind of thinking to myself, I was like, I could see Rihanna, just the way Rihanna is, not bringing anyone out. You know, just like it being her show. In a, in a perfect world, if you want to call it that, yeah, she'd probably bring out Drake. Uh, if you know Drake and Rihanna's history, though, especially with her now dating ASAP Rocky, yeah. I don't see it. Well, That's that, not that was the happen. other person I was thinking of, too. I don't think Drake would come out, but like musically, it would make sense for Drake to come out. Musically, it would make sense. That would be the absolute, you know, you bring one of the biggest stars ever out, right? Yeah. But there's a chance he brings out ASAP Rocky and says, you know what? Yeah. I'm going to this moment with my current... My current man, my uh, Love father to my brain sh- or something like that. It's possible she just brings ASAP out and ASAP does one of his one of his biggest hits, which would, you know, not be Super Bowl friendly at all because ASAP Rocky is very, very specific subgenre oh, to man, him. They could bring out Drake and bring get up uh, ASAP Rocky and Drake. They got songs. They got a song together. <laughs> they could. They could. I love so that. My, just, that's not my problem. <laughs> I guess if she does bring anybody out, would be either ASAP Rocky, keeping it in the family, or it would have to be Jay Z, which would be beyond before all this. So. What's up? I said I was going to say Jay Z, but I just didn't know like how much they did together. So we'll, but, we'll give you that. We'll co we'll co sign that. We'll I like. But if she brought like. out Jay Z, would she bring out Beyonce? I know they've had some feuds, a little bit of feuds in the past. Would you bring? <laughs> yeah. do you, and she... That's the thing. I don't. I mean, I don't know. Is that true? Rihanna and Beyonce have had feuds. Uh, not like not like feuds, as in I mean, like a little like subtle shots here and there. Like that's kind of who when Beyonce wrote Diva in '09. I think that's who she was kind of referring to. Interesting. Uh, I didn't did not know this. I mean, I know I can say this. Rihanna outside of the Kanye. Number one diva in this game for yeah. That's, I think they've kind of like um. It might have been honestly just going into it. Might honestly have been because of the relationship between Jay Z. Not like relationship, but like obviously they have featured together on a few songs, and maybe Beyonce was feeling a way about it, but. She was talking about being the number one diva in the game for a minute. I believe people believe that was actually at Rihanna, but go on. Interesting. Um, so, yeah, that's kind of my reason why it won't be Jay-Z is that Beyonce has been on the biggest stage twice. Mm-hmm. And never, never once brought out Jay-Z. And, I mean, they're like, 
one of the biggest power couples in the U.S., right, as far as celebrity culture. Yeah. So if she come out, why would Rihanna bring them out kind of thing? Bring but out, the other, bring them out, bring them out. The, the other side of that would be that Rihanna is Jay-Z's biggest artist, aside from Kanye. So, yeah, I, I'm leaning, the more I think about it, the more I'm leaning towards what Keenan said, and there is no guest. But if she were... I'm gonna roll with Tim on this one, and that's gonna be Hove, and that would be an all-time legendary moment. But the it way would... Rihanna herself is is similar to Prince, and Prince shut that shit down by himself. He didn't have any any guess or anything. So I'm I'm hedging here and saying I could definitely see what Keenan says, but if there is a guest, I believe it will be Hove. Hove. So for me, I'm on the boat of like it's gotta be if it's anybody. Probably somebody from Rock Nation, but I can't see Jay Z doing it. Um, it's for me. I think it would be cool if she did something with like Eminem. That would be dope, but I don't know if that's likely. Back to back. Um, I, I will leave. I will. If I hear "Love the Way You Lie," I'll shoot myself in the <clears throat> foot and walk right out. I'm not listening to "Love the Way You Lie" on Super Bowl Sunday. Nope. That might be nope. Like nope. I'm out. <laughs> you lost the viewer for the next ten minutes. That's not me. Yeah. The show's been like half Super Bowl predictions, half Keenan breaking into random ass like top forty songs. <laughs> nope. <laughs> you listen to Monster and love the way you. Nope. <laughs> I'm out. <laughs> Sorry. Yep. Go on, Camden. So that's one thing I could possibly see. I could. I would, I think I would enjoy a scissor, um, joining to be in there. I think Absolutely. that would be cool. That would be a sweet one. So I, that's the one I might want the most because I think that scissor would be there for a while and be a, not a focal point, but might even do one of her own things. I don't not sure. So I think that it's a safe bet to say Rihanna does it on her own, but I just want somebody else. I want. I think she's stressed out about it because she's mentioned that she's like nervous about it i think she wants other guests up there and having that all happen so i'm excited about it to say the least i think it'll be one of the best ones i'm honest i'm personally i would love for scissor to come out like that would be right. that would be amazing let scissor do one song on her own a little bit too like just to kind of why maybe you're transitioning exactly. And like, just give her. Doesn't even need a lot. Just, just give her forty-five seconds, and then go on and do your thing. Love it. Um. So, Kyle, I have a question for you. Sure. And then, obviously, Camden, Timmy, you answer as well. But, what is your favorite Ooh. Super Bowl performance ever? It's a halftime performance. Oh shit! That's a good question. I think Prince had the best one, even though, like, that was, like, my freshman year of high school, so I wasn't really familiar with Prince at all, but the performance itself was dope. Mm. Um, my favorite. Let me think about that. I think Bruno Mars had a good one. Mm-hmm. I was going to say Bruno. I think Bruno had a very good one. Bruno did kill it. Um, I mean, to say my favorite, I don't really rock with her music, but I thought it was a good performance, was uh, Katy Perry's. Yeah. And I think the only... The only reason I remember that is because, like, one of the Sharks was dancing completely wrong, and that was the Seahawks, <laughs> which me and Keenan talked 
Uh, all too much glowingly. Like, it was definitely my favorite Super Bowl. And it was the biggest. Um, and she was, on, was she riding around on an elephant singing, or like a lion singing roar. Yeah, she had like a really, yeah. she had a dope. No, that was a really under- cool performance. That was the one that was in my head, but it's actually, it's not my favorite. But it's the one that sticks with me just because there was memor- memorable moments there. And uh, and that Prince one came at a rough time when they were like, y'all would have been a lot younger, but I think it was the Patriots, it was either Patriots-Eagles or Patriots-Panthers where Janet Jackson, that whole thing happened with Justin Timberlake. And then after that, they did like 60s bands like every year. And it was, it was terrible. And I know that's that's something to a certain generation. So like it sure it might be good music. That's not why it was terrible. It was terrible just because they were like well <laughs> past the prime. You know what I mean? Like it was just it just didn't match the hype of the Super Bowl at all. You know, I'm just uh, re- I'm reading some of these names. Shania Twain did one, <laughs> no doubt. <laughs> I don't remember that. There was like worse. There was like like sixties, like the Rolling Stones and shit. Like oh yeah, no. Paul McCartney was the year right after uh, the Janet Jackson. They were like, you know what? We are going. Full commercial. We're gonna make this like, PC. Like, then the, then the Rolling Stones was next. Then you had Prince. Then it was Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers. Bruce Springsteen and E Street Band. The Who. That they were there as well. Then you went. Oh, let's try to edge out a little bit. We'll go with the whitest black crew of Black Eyed Peas. We'll go from there. <laughs> and then we went with Madonna and then into Beyonce. <laughs> Madonna had that. I don't even remember. Like, literally, like, my memory starts with after the Janet Jackson one. It's Prince, because that was Peyton's first Super Bowl win, Peyton Manning. And then, yeah, Beyonce. Like, Beyonce's, I remember her second one was at the 50th anniversary one. Yeah, the first one was 2013 in the Superdome. So that would have been, that would have been Giants. No, that was the that was the blackout one. That was the oh yeah, it was race. the bla- oh yeah because yeah it was a and then so oh Ma- oh, oh Madonna was Patriots Giants. Oh my god, my fault right there. She uh, Beyonce shut that shit down. I completely no Beyonce killed it. She, she shut that shit down. So that one's up there for me. And of course last year's last year's was a great performance. Mm. M Dre and Fifty. So oh yeah, Madonna brought out was- everybody. Yeah. LMFAO, oh, you know Nikki, MIA, CeeLo Green, Andy Lewis. You know what? I just named a bunch of those, but you know what? One of my favorite ones in recent memory was yeah. was J-Lo and Shakita. So those two, I believe that was in Miami too. That was like 50 years old and 43, <laughs> but yes, you're right. Hey, they're, they're fine no matter their age. So, and it was a good performance. And like, it was your guy Bad Bunny was there. So That's right. Bad Bunny came out for a little bit too. Yeah, yeah. no, that was a good one. That was a good one. That was a good performance. My favorite, can't, but they shut that shit down. Too. My favorite, um, going through these now because I'm looking at them. My favorite was probably Beyonce. Oh, not the Who. No, the Who <laughs> surprise. I mean, that was probably Ira's favorite, but unfortunately, it was not my favorite. And I also really like last year's as well. So. Yeah, last year's is definitely dope. This year's gonna be dope. Rihanna's gonna kill it. Rihanna's gonna kill it. That might be my favorite one. I'm going into it saying it might become my favorite one already. But Ooh. that's true. It's Rihanna. I, I I just can't get over that. That's true. Hey, there's Riri and then there's everybody else. <laughs> Man, I'm I'm loving looking at these names of like people who were in like who did the Super Bowl. It's really it's very interesting to see who who these people did, like what Super Bowls they did and everything. 
Oh, I will say what, MJ had the '90s. That was supposed to be like one of the yeah, best. '93. Uh, the '93, which would have been Bills, Cowboys. And before that, I, I think, think they used Cowboys. to do. Like, uh, they used to do like before they had popular artists. They used to do like bands. Yeah, like bands, like drumming bands and shit like that. Yeah, I was going to say, like, the first one ever was the University of Arizona (laughs) Symphonic Marching Band, Grambling State University, uh, then Grambling State again. Yeah, a bunch of marching bands. And then the first person to ever do one looks like it was uh, Michael Jackson. Because it was just a bunch of, oh, wait, wait. Nope, I lied. Uh, this in '88 looks like Chubby Checker and the Rocketeers got it rolling. And then uh, Elvis Presto got it going. Uh, so like uh, they had an Elvis Presley impersonator. Yeah, I guess they had Elvis Presto in '89. Then they went with a uh, Pete Fountain and Doug Kershaw, Irma Thomas, and then the New Kids on the Block shut it down. Then Gloria Estefan. Olympic figure skater, yeah, and then Olympic figure skater Brian Beant or Beato? I don't know. I don't even know. Figure skater. The 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 members of the 1980s U.S. hockey team in '92. (laughs) Okay. Well, they they do. (laughs) I don't know. I need to watch these because this is hilarious. I need to know what happened with the 1980 hockey team. Yeah, like, as I say, why are they commemorating that in 92? <laughs> like, why did they just do that in 81 after they obviously... like the Do You Believe in Miracles team? Well, yeah, oh, no, that's exactly what it is. I just don't understand why it's in 92. Why didn't just... Um, oh, so Winter Magic Salute to 92 Winter Olympics. It's probably what the theme was, was the salute to the Winter Olympics. That makes sense. Okay. Then Michael Jackson came and shut it down, and then I got too edgy with Jeff. But anyways, random conversations about all of this. Um, is there anything else Super Bowl wise that you guys are feeling feeling that you need to get out? Any weird, fun, cool points? Two. I got two real quick. Oh uh, yeah, no, you're good. You have time. I don't. I don't know if I could name you what I think the the best Super Bowl halftime show was, mm-hmm. but in my memory. The Black Eyed Peas were the worst Super Bowl show in the history of Super Bowl shows. That's just how I remember it. I don't even know if they were really that bad. But I remember being a kid. I think it was like sixth grade. And it was just like the worst experience listening to them after hearing them on the radio with autotune for so long. And then you hear them like for real in person. It was bad, in my opinion. Oh, I thought thought Maroon 5 in my remembrance of Lifetime was buns. Oh, they said... (laughs) Oh man, he started off off key and it just didn't work from there. Then they brought out Travis Scott randomly, like he saved the day in Atlanta and Big Boy. But that's right. I forgot they brought out Maroon. Like that was already a cardinal sin bringing out Maroon Five in Atlanta. Yeah, they brought out Maroon <laughs> Five and then and then third song in they go with sickle mode and you're like, oh wow, this is probably who could have just headlined this in Atlanta. I don't know. Then you get more Maroon Five and you're like, you know what? You can find me in the A. <laughs> I'm on it. <laughs> like, why, why are we not bringing out Big Boy? Like, why don't we just do an Outcast one or something cool? I don't know. An idea. Thank God they brought him out, though. 
Don't worry, Maroon Five. <laughs> Maroon Five shut it down though. Yeah, the guy erased that one from my memory. But you know, as Tim <laughs> mentioned, the Black Eyed Peas one. Yeah. I, th- I mean, not that I listen to this band, but I'm pretty sure she did a cover of like Guns and Roses that nobody asked for. I'm pretty sure that happened. Um, which then set up Fergie with the greatest anthem of all time. <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god. That was so bad. So bad or so legendary? It was you tell me. it was I'm cool with it was it was legendarily bad, but it was so bad when the players on the court couldn't help themselves from like dying. Like and most notably, <laughs> Steph and Draymond were looking at each other like, "What is this?" <laughs> oh man, that was bad. Amazing moment. Was... Amazing moment. Uh, all right, Tim, and you had another point. Another point. Um, earlier, we talked about. Like people who we thought were impacting this game. Yep. I gave defensive players. I didn't give any defensive players. Um, Keenan, you were saying how you think it comes down to like one big play that we like never forget and it'll be like very rememberable. Yep. I think defensively, there'll be a big play. And I think the Chiefs will have a chance to win this game. But with it all on the line, I think the Eagles pass for. At home, and I think it'll be Fletcher Cox. I think he's gonna end Again? the game. Yes. Oh man, I'm telling. If the, gonna... e- if the Eagles win, they've beaten Brady and Mahomes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's crazy. Oh, I think man. he. I also uh, like. I also like Hassan Reddick. I think he'll have a, a very solid game. Oh yeah, he's their. Probably, yeah, Reddick killed. He's pretty much their best. He's their best pass rusher right now. He's. Monster. Uh, last thing before we go, because y'all have anything else? Any, any, anything on the actual game? Mm. Or any oh. bold prediction in general on, on Super Bowl Sunday? Because I mean, we do just see wild things in general, unrelated to the game. Whether it's the halftime show, whether it's something in the booth, or Last year, was it last year with The Rock where he came on the field and did an intro that nobody, and asked I mean for. nobody, asked for, uh, or no. like thought would happen? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're all lined up about to kick off, and then The Rock just comes out. So, like, anything, how did you feel about that? It was whack as fuck. No one asked for it. It was kind of weird and tacky. I feel like the NFL tries to make it sound like it was a lot better than it was. He didn't really get the people hyped. Uh, he was just there. If you're not hyped for the Super Bowl, that's a problem as a sports. Like you don't like for the people. You don't need to cater to other like the five percent of people who are like, oh my god, that's the Rock. Like, what, right. like who cares? Like I thought it was unnecessary, and I was just like, hey, the Rock wanted <laughs> to just also was like, yeah, let me just throw my brand out there. Like, hey guys, I'm Under Armour. <laughs> Project Rock here. It was it was actually very similar. I don't know if y'all saw this the other night when LeBron broke the record. It was very similar to he breaks the record and then they show some like congratulatory videos. And the third one was Drake. Yes, that was just, like 
when I call Drake corny, I don't ever mean it like in his lyrics. Like it's the shit like that that he does. Like, oh my bad, LeBron, I'm at the club right now. Like, who the fuck asked for that? Like, I would rather seen and they did, they showed like Mellow, but I would have rather seen like Mellow, Dwayne Wade, and Chris Paul. Like, why did we need Drake at a fake ass club? Or like, or fuck? I mean, if you could have gotten it dope, if you could have been like, Hey Mike, maybe you say something or like old yeah. like like obviously I mean that probably was not gonna happen, but they were yeah, I was gonna say they're clearly they're so they're clearly great friends. If Drake would have been like, "Hey, LeBron, yep. been been with you since day one or whatever. Congratulations on this amazing feat." Blah blah blah, whatever. Like it would that would have been cool, but then they had to. No, you're completely right. It was ridiculous. <laughs> um, Camden, did you have any basketball things that you wanted to say? Because I know that obviously this is a Super Bowl based show, but I know he yeah. was itching to say well, something. Wait, wait, time out, sorry, time unless out. you had something, Kyle. No, no, no. Before we get to that, I just, did anybody have any predictions at all for Sunday? Just the the whole entire spectacle in general, the whole TV product. Any any predictions for anything crazy from the three of you? Like I said, a la The Rock from yeah. last year. One crazy thing I might have is I think Brown, AJ Brown, has a. Almost disappointing game. I bet you he catches a touchdown, but I bet you he has like 20, 25 yards. That's my bold prediction. Okay. Yeah. That's my bold prediction. Like two catches, 25 yards, maybe, probably a touchdown, but nothing spectacular. That's a bold prediction I got. Tim Mozgov, any predictions? Any bold predictions for Sunday? Um,. Patrick Mahomes throws two picks. Okay. Is that bold, though? Because he's thrown two picks before in the Super Bowl. It would be. I mean, we all – I mean, you think that he's going to play spectacular. Camden does. I do. Everyone – I mean, no one goes into the game think he's going to throw two. I mean, what about picks is what I'm saying. (laughs) (laughs) No? Uh, I I won't say – I won't say three picks, but I'll say three turnovers. He fumbles one. Ooh. All right. I, like I like it. I like it. Keenan, you got one? I don't um, Well, I have two things. One, I think that Chris Stapleton is going to kill the national anthem. That's my first thought. Uh, then Over s- under two. Over under, is it two on the dot? I think so. I go under. Under. Oh, we're going. I'm, I'm going. going on, I'm going under two. I'm going over. A long line. I don't know if that's a bold prediction because Chris Stapleton, that boy can sing. I don't oh, listen no. to country. I listen to country, dude. No, it wasn't bold. Right. That was just a statement. It was had, take the bold out of it. It's just a statement. Uh, I, was, I was. I was just. I was looking at it right now. I was just thinking to him. I was like, no, Chris Stapleton's going to absolutely murder the national anthem. That's one that I was thinking. A statement I was going to say. The bold statement that I was going to say. I don't, Kyle. You go because I don't really have one at the moment. I mean, and if you call, I don't know if I really do either, I could probably come up with one. If you call bold Mine, Mahomes having the like one of the greatest plays we've ever seen, then sure. I mean, I said he's gonna have an all-time great play, but I can change it to one of the greatest plays we've ever seen. I do think something not controversial, but something noteworthy is going to happen during the halftime show. Like, something's going to happen. That's that's one of my predictions. I can't specify it because I just, I don't know. 
but Rana's is not going to be wearing pants or for, and forgot to put on her underwear. Yeah. And we're just yeah. not going to know what happened. <laughs> not being, <laughs> being I stupid. Just, I don't think it's going to come and go without us being like, yo, did that really just happen? I think something like that will happen. Granted, last year's did come and go without anything really crazy happening. But, uh, yeah, I think something during the halftime show. And then I'll say this. If the Eagles win, cut to Philly tearing up Broad Street. Um, Meek Mill might do a live concert. I think, I'll hear, this is what's going to happen. I think, you ready for this? Joel Embiid gets injured in the celebration process. (laughs) Nice. <laughs> so we might get Joel Embiid out of the All Star game due to him celebrating in the streets with uh with all of Philly tearing shit up. Attended so. by attended with Ben Simmons. <laughs> no, yeah, Ben Simmons will not be there. But, I'm kidding. Uh, but shit, I mean Joel Embiid might actually be at the Super Bowl tomorrow. So then in that case, maybe he gets injured at the game, which would be be wild. It would be but, Embiid of him. Uh, I'm going to hope he's in Philly. I, I do know there's only two games on the schedule tomorrow, one of them being Celtics-Grizz. I'm not sure what the other game is, but I don't, I'm don't. i pretty positive it's not Philly. Actually, I know it's not Philly. Um, so that means either Embiid and Harden in the game will be at the game. So that would mean Embiid gets injured in the suite, which would be pretty terrible. But in the event he's not at the suite, he goes into the streets of Philly, celebrates with all the Rockets fans, and uh, tweaks his ankle, maybe tweaks his knee, something. He gets injured, maybe breaks his wrist. I don't know, but that's uh, my bold prediction. Pistons Raptors is the other game tomorrow. Just quick. Okay. Alrighty. Um. So, Camden. I also did want to ask. Yeah, you said Camden NBA. I was gonna say so. Camden, you had some points you wanted to get off. I'd love to hear them. Yeah. So. Man, this like trade deadline this year was unreal. Yes. I don't know if I could compare it to anything I've ever seen, dude. Just this this the amount of names going around everywhere, how different the league looks right now. Unreal. It literally felt like a video game in a lot of ways. Um I like where a lot of teams are going. Um, being in Boston, I'm loving the seas so much. I love the seas right now. They're my favorite. And like, I just love so many rosters trying to prepare for things. But this year, it's blowing my mind. It's like, I've just really been into the Celtics recently. I've seen a lot of their games, watch a lot of them. And they have, it feels like the deepest bench out of anybody. But it's a bunch of names you wouldn't expect, you know? And one of my favorite players right now is Luke Cornett. I love that man. Shouts to Cornett. Big Cornett guy. <laughs> Corn on the lob, dude. But like <laughs> I just like I just can't imagine him even playing on like any other team. Um I'm loving the star power everywhere. Um, I don't love all the trades that happened, and I'm really interested to see where things will go. Um, one thing I do want to talk about is the dismantlement of the Nets and how you think the Suns and the Mavs panned out. I think that personally one of those trades was better than the other, but 
I want to know your thoughts on that too. Which do you think is better? For the Nets, it's tough to say. I feel like they lost out on both of them. I think the Nets got the most from this. this I, it's tough to say. I would say they got the most from the Mavs, I guess. But I feel like they could have got more for Kyrie than what they did without even sending him to the Lakers because they didn't want to or another team, you know, because they didn't like him. I still feel like they could have got more. I think that the Mavericks didn't – I don't think the Mavericks got any better. To be, I think that they'll make the playoffs. They might even win a round, but their defense is going to be atrocious in the playoffs with Luka and Kyrie, in my opinion. I think that the Suns – got better, but with injuries there, it's super interesting, and we don't know what Katie's doing long-term. It's tricky. I think that the Suns definitely got the better end of that stuff, yeah. and the Suns have a chance of making the finals, but I don't think they're better than a team like the Nuggets currently. Mm. I completely agree with you. We actually recorded last night yeah, uh, about the trade deadline, and I pretty much echoed your same exact sentiments on the Mavericks. Uh, sure. Like they're be insane we saw last night i think luca and Kyrie combined for like a stupid amount of points last night so their offense is going to be ridiculous maybe like kim said maybe ridiculous enough to where they can squeak past round one depending on matchup um but yeah their defense definitely took a hit uh, i don't i don't see them getting much better like had they signed Kyrie in free agency and they kept finney smith in the gang and you know they yeah. had a couple pieces uh, maybe, like it, maybe even next year, they look a lot better if they keep Kyrie. Yeah. I'm pretty, pretty skeptical, skeptical of them keeping Kyrie. I think he ends up in LA next year. Yep. Uh, you just know. And who knows? But two weeks from now, Kyrie could be wherever. Like just you know, on one of his sabbaticals, you just never fucking know with Kyrie. <laughs> so, yeah, I agree with you wholeheartedly there. Um, and as far as the Suns go, of adding KD. I kind of hold your same sentiments too. I think, I think you give them an advantage over the Nuggets just because we don't know what the Nuggets will look like defensively against them in a hypothetical series. Yeah. Uh, against else, I do like Denver probably. Golden State would give them a run, obviously too. But uh, in general, I love Denver's team. I really do. Right. But against the Suns, it depends. I also think the Suns lost a lot defensively. I think a lot will hit. How KD and Booker defend in the playoffs, which they're, I think they're both plus defenders. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I it's, a lot to, it's a lot to ask in the playoffs for them to, you know, put that much effort in on two, on both ends, you mm-hmm. know? So. Yep. I, I have no idea what the Booker Durant offense is going to look like. Like, it's, I, it's not going to be similar to Durant on the Warriors because Booker's a shooter, but he's not, he's not. He, he kind of has a mid-range game in a lot of ways, so I'm not sure what that's going to look like. He does. I think I think it'll fit pretty seamlessly because the Suns' offense is a lot of mid-range. You know, Booker sure. plays from the mid-range, Chris Paul plays from the mid-range, and Durant even increased his mid-range a lot. Yep. So I think he'll fit pretty seamlessly. Booker's a nice little scorer, but he's not necessarily a ball stopper, like maybe Melo in his prime. So yeah. I think they'll fit pretty seamlessly. I really do. I think... I think the offense will, especially with Chris Paul there, you know, deciding things, I think the offense will click almost immediately. 
and especially once they're, you know, a month and a half in. But defense is where I worry about them. And then at the end of games is where I worry about them too. Yeah. But uh, as me and Kim were saying last night, you kind of negate some of that just because of how much of a smart player Chris Paul is. You know, he's kind of like Jason Kidd at his advanced age. Uh, difference sure. is 6'5", six, 6'4". Six, Chris Paul's very undersized, but he can still kind of mix it up defensively. He can't guard. A little bit. Sorry, I was just talking to Pat Beverly. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, he he can't guard. Chris Paul's number one hater, Pat Beverly. But uh, I mean, they're very similar. They're very similar to where they're both not at their prime as far as defensively, whereas they can guard any point guard in their prime defensively. And now they kind of just mug you, Chris Paul and Pat Beverly both. So, but no, I definitely have my questions about Phoenix. I can't wait to see it. Uh, obviously, at their their top end, at their peak, whatever their ceiling is, mm-hmm. yeah, they, sh- they should be in the finals. But yet to be seen, yet to be still undecided on what the hell is going on here with this GP2, James Wiseman, Sadiq Bay trade. Uh, I haven't heard anything new on that. I don't think anybody's going back either yet. Sounds like it's all at a standstill right now. We don't now, know so. until so they said they'd have until Sunday to figure it out, but right. like, we don't know. I'm right. I'm personally when I'm talk when I'm thinking of the Suns, like they have to be the favorites just because and it's not like football to where when you get a big piece it takes a very a lot of time to incorporate it into an offense if it's not a running back. And even with a running back, I mean obviously you saw Christian McCaffrey going, but it's just a little bit more scheme wise that way and how you scheme it up in basketball. You can obviously just you can throw stars out there and they'll kind of get it together. I mean, Devin Booker and Durant have played together since they did play uh, U.S. basketball together, so you kind of get yeah. a little bit of a gist. To they've at least played on the same court at the pretty much the level they are now together, which is good for them. Um, I think the one person who can kind of throw this off is Aiton. It depends on what DeAndre Aiton you get and how much. Not that he'll be a liability at all. It's just now he went from being the second option to the third option, and I know for a lot of people that can be tough. What? I don't know how it's going to work because Aiden, he's nice. I think he's going to be frustrated a lot and might even get in the way. But that's and just he's me. and he's not like like when you're thinking of. When you're thinking of big threes or like big tandems that have gotten together, like when Durant went to the Warriors because of how they ran their offense and Steph being the most the biggest star with the lowest usage rate you didn't ever they didn't really lose shots maybe like one or two a game but Clay still got his looks Steph did KD obviously did and Draymond was going to orchestrate all of that Chris Paul again as we've said is kind of be the saving grace there but like Kevin Love and Chris Bosh both took a back seat, but they played a lot of defense. They developed an outside shot for sure. They already had one, but they developed even more of one, and they played a perfect role alongside the two superstars that were there, or star if you want to count, don't want to call Kyrie a superstar, all depending. But it's just going to be interesting to see what DeAndre Ayton's role in this is because I think he's going to become the X factor to whether they – are or there are not in the uh, finals, especially him defensively as well, because he does have mm-hmm. some of the tools to be a good defender. It's just basically what DeAndre and are you going to get? Sure. I agree. 
I agree completely with Cam. Uh, I think I even said it last night. Aiden's his effort come and comes and goes. He's still very immature. Mm-hmm. And like like you said, he's gonna his touches are gonna decrease. Uh, you know, he's not gonna get many post ups. If he does, it's when you know Booker or Durant's off the floor. It's gonna be a lot of pick and roll action for him, which is good, but. You know, he can kind of derail things because if he's not getting the ball on offense, this is true for a lot of big guys. If he's not getting the ball on offense, he's going to give less effort on defense. Um, and he's more so, of a traditional big rather than like a pick and pop kind of guy. Yeah. And, you know, I think it is. I agree with you, Keenan. Like, I, we mentioned this last night and, you know, we mentioned it just barely. Like, Chris Paul's the saving grace here. I think normally it is really hard to incorporate someone unless it's like, in Luke and Kyrie's case, they're two offensive geniuses. Yeah. Or when Harden got to Brooklyn, we weren't really sure how that was going to look with the three of those guys. And Harden is as good of a point guard as he is a two guard. You he's know a what I mean? Better point like, guard to me than he is a two guard. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, I'm, me personally, I think I I would rather have Harden as my one than as my two. I would agree with that. True. And uh, you know, point being there, it's just really hard to incorporate, and especially yeah. on. On side of things, it took forever for the Kyrie and Kevin Love thing to work. It took a good whole season for the Bosch, Wade, and LeBron thing to work. Mm-hmm. You know, they were talented. Uh, so as long as Chris Paul stays healthy, this should go great offensively. Uh, but he hasn't been able to stay healthy this year at all. Uh, Booker's still out too. Booker should be back soon. But if Chris Paul is out a lot, then, yeah, this is going to get questionable. Because then you're really – you're looking at campaign as their point guard. I think Shamit last year ran some points for them, which – Yeah. You know, Kevin Durant will become their point guard. He, he, yeah, then, he I mean, him and Booker right? arguably are, like, the same playmakers. So. Yeah, because they're both underrated playmakers. Durant's especially grown. Uh, Booker Booker's a fair playmaker. But, yeah, but, Chris Paul's not – for any extended period of time, especially in the postseason, it could it could definitely it will get rocky for the Suns. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm just thinking their team doesn't have enough depth to get through all the the West. There's a load, a lot of. I mean, both conferences I think are there's a lot of talent on both ends, but even it, I don't know fully how good the Warriors are going to be towards the end. What seed they'll get? But if, say, Phoenix is a two-seed and the Warriors are a seven-seed, that, to me, is like a six-game series, and they might win, but that's right off the bat. Could go seven, you know? And they might lose that series, and then they have to go see the Clippers or the Mavericks, and then they have to go see the Grizzlies or the Nuggets. Yeah, it's it's just going to be tough, I think. To then see Brooklyn... I'm trying to Brooklyn side. Then see the Bucks, the Celtics, the 76ers, or in the slim chance that the Cavs get there. They, but they're regardless, yeah. one of those four teams would get there, and all four of those teams plays tremendous defense. Mm-hmm. I I still think Boston's the favorite personally, but um, yeah, I think it's I re, I like what they did. I think they're looking to win. It'd be cool to see Phoenix win something, you know. So we'll see how it all goes down. But I was really excited about the trades that were happening. Um, I thought there was a lot of funny trades that happened this time, too. Um, I would say that it was interesting to see P. 
people go back to places that they were before. One of the funniest oh. thought was like John Wall going back to the Rockets. <laughs> so he'll be bought out, but the idea of him going back to the Rockets is so hilarious. I, I just thought it was hilarious. No, no, it, it, it genuinely is hilarious. <laughs> even though he's not going to suit up even one dribble there, but it's, yep. it's hilarious. It was kind of sad for me as someone who uh, who loved John Wall coming into the league. And That's who makes tape of all time. Best, yeah, absolutely best high school mixtape of all time. <clears throat> but even in the league, like I loved him. Like mm-hmm. I loved John Wall's game. He had very unfortunate luck with injuries. Uh, I think one of them even being slipping in the shower, which caused him to. Is either that or on ice or something like that that he tore his he tore his Achilles again or something like that? Yeah, yeah. just terrible luck. And then he had those rocket seasons, which were no good. Or, you know, just kind of toiling away because Harden, Harden left him. And they actually had a pretty decent team had Harden just stayed. Not necessarily a contender, but a decent team. And then, uh, you know, last year, they just tell him to go home. They didn't even play him, you know, and no one trades for him. This year, he's finally on the Clippers, and it didn't go as planned. And then, yeah, now he's going to get bought out, and maybe we see him in Miami or something of that ilk. Uh, but, you yeah, know, I agree with Cam. There was a lot of, I'm coming home. We got George Hill back to the Pacers. Mm-hmm. Uh, GP2 going back to the Warriors if that happens, uh, just as a one I'm just thinking yeah. of too. But no, there was a Russell lot of the Lakers. Yeah, D'Angelo. One, you said funny. That one was the most funny to me. Was Bombo? <laughs> that was hilarious to me. <laughs> oh, man. It was a. It was a good. It was a very good trade deadline. It was. It was. Plus, active. It's. It's exactly what I wanted. I was sure. done for one more move, but it was exactly what I wanted. Uh, the greatest trade deadline of my lifetime, I believe, was might have been like 2015, 2014, 20. It might have been 2015. I just remember it actually broke Woj. Like he he tweeted like Lord or something like that because there was just so many random ass trades going through and like big trades and three team trades and stuff like that. But this was definitely a good deadline. We've had some boring deadlines in recent memory. We've had some pretty good ones too, but this was one of the better ones in recent memory for sure. Yes, definitely, definitely, definitely. Uh, is that, I'm I'm good. Do you guys have anything else you need to get off your chest before we enjoy a Super Bowl tomorrow? I just want to say, Cam, hit us up anytime you want to come on because it was great having you back. Thanks, dude. Uh, Tim's obviously a regular. Uh, so, yeah, I'm excited to continue talking to y'all. I'm s- extremely sad that this is the last football Sunday. Uh, Super yeah. Sunday. Uh, extremely sad. Uh, yeah, it's going to be basketball from here on out. Uh, pitchers and catchers meet on, <laughs> on Monday. I found out about that. So, if that's any interest to y'all, certainly not me. Uh, but, the World Baseball yeah. Classic's coming up soon, and that's actually going to be – Pretty, that's actually going to be very interesting. The U.S. has a very good shot of winning it, but obviously the Dominican Republic's always nasty. So it'll be, it'll be interesting to see. I will only watch that for the Puerto Rico versus Dominican Republic game, if that's a possible matchup. Last time it was, and it was pretty uh, – had a lot of flair, which I appreciate because that's what baseball needs, and as Puerto Rico and the Dominican Republic would. But, yeah, I forgot about the World Baseball Classic. I wish – I wish the NBA or I wish the FIBA World Cup was more important. I think it's gaining importance, but I wish they would like set it aside for a specific 
Like it's pretty close to camp now, I believe. Like if they did it in like June or July or like right after the finals, kind of like the Olympics, that would be perfect. Would be so good. When is the FIBA? The next FIBA World Cup must be coming up. It must be like either this coming year or the next year. August twenty fifth, two thousand twenty three to September tenth. Let's go. I'm way too close to training camp, but in general, that's awesome. Yeah, that's dope. But yeah, no, I had a blast talking to y'all once again. Same, man. It was good to be on. Timothy brought it. Camden brought it. Keenan, nope. led the show as always. So that was cool. But uh, yeah, no, I got the I got the fight on right now, so I'm watching the fight on mute, talking with y'all, talking trades with y'all. So no, I had a good time. I'm gonna watch this fight. Keenan, what are you gonna do? Is there any battle rap on? Like, what y'all got going on? There's no battle rap on now. I'm probably honestly gonna keep tabs. I might not watch it, but I'm gonna keep tabs on the fight because it's something that I'll probably talk with Gabe about on uh, Tuesday when I see him next, or if he works tomorrow. You're trying to get into UFC a little bit. Is that what you're telling me? So natural. So naturally, because so via other people. Because obviously, when I'm with like you, Trent, and other people, I can talk. I don't have to talk UFC. Uh, because obviously we can just talk other sports, but if UFC comes up, I'll like listen in and be semi interested. And when you talk about it, I take in what you say because obviously you know way more than I do. But because Nate E watches baseball all the time and talks to me about baseball, I'm starting to pay attention to baseball a little bit. And because Gabe fights at like a definitely like an amateur level around like the area and loves UFC, I've been paying attention a little bit more to UFC too. So I will definitely I'll keep eyes on this, but I probably won't watch it. I actually do have one more question for the for the dais, if you will. Sure. Uh, top three, because y'all know I'm a food guy. Top three Super Bowl foods. Tim, you go first. We haven't heard from you in a minute. I also want to say the UFC is promoting a cocaine bear right now, which should win every Oscar next year. So. Not bold, bold take on that. I think Cocaine Bear is going to be the worst movie of the year. And guess what? If it's the worst movie of the year, it's still the best movie of the year because that's exactly what we want. We want it to either be historically bad, or I think be historically bad acting, bad plot, and I think the CGI and everything is just going to be so bad. It's going to be overhyped as hell. Everybody's going to go expecting to see it, and it's going to be the goony ass movie we've ever seen. Listen, I love me a terrible movie. Like, so bad it's good. That's, oh, if it's so bad it's good, that's great. And if it's surprisingly, like, amazing, like, there's randomly good acting and good CGI, all the better. Like, either way, I'm down for it. So, Cocaine Bear, hopefully, hopefully it wins every Oscar. as it should. Again, as it should. Like, it just should. Cocaine Bear, Oscars 2024. Um, but, yeah, top three Super Bowl foods. I'm going to go... I'm a boneless guy, but I'm going to go wings because I like boneless wings. Wow. I, crackers, and, crackers and cheese slash charcuterie board has to be at, like, everything. Um, I don't know. Growing up, it was kind of just, like, crackers, cheese, chips, you know, all, like, the easy finger foods. I don't know if there's, like, really a goaded one, but I think wings – a lot of people would put wings at one. So, the fact that you said boneless wings and crackers and cheese—that um, might be one of the wider things you've ever said, Tim. No, I, I totally agree. <laughs> but like, 
something rude about it. Do you just have I mean, do no, you have like the boneless do boneless I, wings? I do you dip practice. it in ranch? Do you just have like the plain wings and dip it in ranch? <laughs> I mean, I love me some crackers and cheese, but number two, but hey, I'm, I'm no hate, no hate, no hate, no hate. Damn, I love to have crackers and cheese. You know what? Don't even ask the question next time, Kyle. Uh, Camden, what about well, you? All right. Wait, what kind of cheese? What kind of cheese? Well, what kind of cheese I'm done explaining. I'm out. <laughs> you said I'm done explaining. Is there at least cheddar? Do we have cabbage cheddar in there? You're damn right it's cheddar. All right. Good enough. Good Shout enough. out to Vermont. <laughs> yes, sir. All righty. My top three are for me. Like... I feel like you gotta go wings. Like, it's just that way. I'm a bone-in wing guy, okay? But I love wings, you know? Um, I would say, two. it's a toss-up between two different dips, and it's buff chick dip and taco dip. So, But I think I'll go buff chick. And my final one is any place that has pigs in a blanket, I'm getting as many of those as I can. So those are my top three. I respect it. I don't like hot dogs. So I would never get that, but I respect it. I'm going to follow up just because mine's extremely close to what Cam well, has. And mine sure. will be extremely close to that. We're going. Wings, obviously. Like, come on. What are we doing if, we're, if Wings isn't the top? Okay. Uh, tie between buffalo chicken dip and chili cheese dip. Okay. Sure. And then uh, third, it would be pigs in a blanket. But in our family, it's like a different variation. It's pigs in a blanket with salsa. Top and bias. Okay. Flames. It's flames. That's all I can say. Uh, I'm sure there's more. I could definitely come up with more, like some shrimp cocktail. That fucks with that. Yeah. Um, You know, anything that's, like he said, taco dip or salsa related. Get that. You know, cheeseburger sliders is a big one for some Mm -hmm. houses. Anybody got a drink of choice here? Oh, just do no. Um So I don't really have a drink of choice. I'm gonna go through all mine real quick because it's all within the same thing. Uh, my drink of choice would have to be ginger ale, not because it's like the best drink in the entire world, but it's because it's what I've had all the time. So it'd be either ginger ale or ginger ale mixed in with uh, uh cran grape juice. Absolutely, you have to pour the cran grape juice second or first, and then the ginger ale get more of the fizz that way. One. Um, one wings, duh, <laughs> duh. Um, two buffalo chicken dip, duh, and then three. As Kyle well knows, it's near and dear to my heart. Ritz cracker, French onion dip, Dorito on top. Sometimes I'll put salsa. Sometimes I'll put cheese or whatever. Or sometimes even pepperoni if I'm feeling salt or feeling frisky. But that sandwich has been my thing since I was like eight. And that's easily in my top three. That sounds like an eight-year-old combo. But <laughs> yeah, it really it's, it's fire. It is fire, and I'll eat it to this day. Absolutely. You dip, um, If you've never dipped French onion dip or Doritos nacho cheese with French onion dip, you're missing out on life. And then you put a rich, a soft, rich cracker with that. That's like, what where it's losing me. <laughs> no, Camden, trust me. Camden, Camden, you love food. Try it, and then you'll come back to me and be like, mm-hmm. got it. Okay. Uh, let me also throw in there. I said chili cheese dip. Chili in general, great, great football. Sure, man. Chili. Yeah, chili is a great one. Uh, and then before I get to y'all, drink of choice, kind of with Keenan. My football Sunday is not complete 
Like it's got to be a lifelong streak of some sort. I gotta have a Coke. Gotta have a Coke with it. Yeah, I was, uh, I was gonna say Pepsi. It's just been like, I feel like every Super Bowl, I don't drink a lot of soda. But I feel like Super Bowl weekend, it's like, yeah. And, you know, it not being a Patriots Super Bowl, which I had, by the way, this is a crazy stat. Again, drink again at home, take a shot because you mentioned the Patriots. But this is the first time in 20 years that the Patriots did not make the Super Bowl within a four year window. So, that's crazy. So, yeah, not people. I can enjoy a drink a little bit without, you know, just going overboard because, and there is nothing more stressful than your team being in the Super Bowl. It's like, it's literally a frightening day. Like, once it hits five o'clock, 5 30, and it's pregame, it feels like you're in the fucking game. <laughs> oh, man. No what I will about. say, and before I tell you my drink of choice, is. For me, I've never had that stress. Number one. Number Terrible. two, I want you Patriots fans to be ready for mediocrity for like 20 years, dude. <laughs> I really want you to just buckle up, bro. I'll take it. I don't I don't even care. I'll take it. I would 20, take it too, man. I would take 18, it too. The 18 years we had of just complete contention, everything. Mm-hmm. I'll take it. I'll take it. We yeah, peaked. I think good. Just buckle up, though, because it's going to be a rough ride for... If, especially if you're rocking Mac. Wait, who's your team? Are you the Commanders? I'm a Commanders guy, That's so right. I'll probably be rocking the same mediocrity trade for 20 years again, too. Camden's a closeted Patriots fans, though. I just listen. I just listen to a lot of radio, and uh, they talk about Pats a lot. So yeah, I that's, do. That's- that's terrible radio down there because they the past could be like 15 and one and they would find like the biggest reason for that for that one loss like they it was yeah the tough fan base for sure tough fan base sure especially the radio part of it yep um but if i were to go my drink of choice it would be i love myself a barks root beer when i can love that one and then you know me. I'm going to drink beer on that day. So I'll probably go my route of either an IPA, like a cloud candy, or go like a Miller High Life. I like those. Rocking those for the... Like a, what are you, a 40-year-old white guy? IPA and Miller High <laughs> I love them, dude. They're good. IPAs are terrible. I only bangs with stouts as far as beer goes and some like Corona and shit like that. Like It's either got to be a stout or Mexican beer for me, but... All right. All righty. IPAs. I mean, I'm sorry. I mean, I'm sounding like a hater here, but like IPAs, I just can't do. I've never. I love IPAs, man. I love the beer, cheese and crackers. (laughs) By the way, throw me on for a Super Bowl food cheesecake. Just because cheesecake for any occasion. So cheesecake there, too. I like how we all said sodas. Like we're all like fucking 10 years old, too. I like that. (laughs) It's in our memory, though, you know? That's true. Remember. it's literally a Sunday tradition for me as far as Coke goes. Like, I yep. will I will move a goddamn mountain to find a Coke. <laughs> <laughs> All righty. Is that – are we good? I think so. I think so. I believe so as well. I had, fun. I, had a lot of, was... I had a lot of fun too. Cue awkward silence after because nobody knows when. All righty. All right. So uh, with that awkward silence, everybody, this was the Warner Brothers Podcast. (laughs) This is the Warner Brothers Podcast. 
follow us on Instagram at Warner Brothers Podcast. Thank you, Camden. It's been good to talk with you. Thank you, Himothy, as always, and obviously, Kyle. Thanks. You're. Yep.